Are you dreaming of visiting Switzerland? Planning a trip to Switzerland is very exciting, but it can also be overwhelming. How do you choose which of the many scenic cities, towns and villages to visit? Which mountaintop excursions should you take? And what's the best way to get around Switzerland? And of course, how much of the country can you realistically see within your time frame? If you've asked yourself any of these questions, this is the podcast for you. This is the Holidays to Switzerland travel podcast, and in each episode, your host Carolyn Schonefinger chats with Swiss travel experts to answer your most commonly asked questions, provide practical tips, and take you on a virtual visit to the most popular destinations, and of course some hidden gems, to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. And you'll hear plenty of conversations about Swiss cheese and chocolate too. Are you ready to plan your trip to Switzerland? Well, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Holidays to Switzerland podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn, and it's wonderful to have you here. I'm often asked, when is the best time to visit Switzerland? And to be honest, there is no best time for every single person. What's best for you may not work as well for the next travel. The best time for you may depend on when flights are cheapest, when you can get time off work, or when particular events that you want to participate in are happening. And there are other considerations too, such as if you want to hike or ski, for instance. A couple of the Swiss panoramic trains and some of the mountain cableways and funiculars cease running at the end of autumn, whilst their annual maintenance takes place too. So if you're desperate to enjoy one of these rides, this should be a consideration when planning what time of year to visit. Now, these are just some of the things that might help you to decide on the best time of year to plan your trip. Today's guest, Birgit Weingartner, the Marketing Manager for Switzerland Tourism in Australia, is going to give us an overview of the four seasons in Switzerland to help you choose the ideal time to visit. Of course, in my opinion, any time is a good time to visit Switzerland. Before we get started, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Birgit and her colleagues from Switzerland Tourism for sponsoring the podcast. Their website, myswitzerland.com, is packed full of helpful information about the different seasons and events that take place across the country throughout the year. So do go and take a look. If you need a natural trophy, you need Switzerland. Now, without further ado, let's hear all about the four seasons in Switzerland from Birgit. Good morning, Birgit. Thank you very much for coming back onto the podcast. It's been some time actually since you, you've joined us. You were the, the very first guest on the podcast way back in episode two, which yeah is such a long time ago now. And then you also joined us for the 25th episode. So here we are, episode 67. It's been a long time, but it's, it's great to have you back. Thank you so much, Caroline. Good morning, everyone. My name is Birgit Weingartner. I'm the marketing and media manager for Switzerland Tourism based in Sydney. And we look after the Australian and New Zealand market. And it's so much fun to be back uh, in the podcast, Caroline. I can't believe time flies when you're having fun. Doesn't it ever? And yeah, when, when you're promoting Switzerland, it's only got to be fun. That's for sure. 
So it's just about springtime in Switzerland as, as we're recording this episode and, and we're here today to talk about the four different seasons and I guess the advantages and, and perhaps some of the disadvantages of, of travelling during those different seasons so that for those listeners who are, are still a bit up in the air about what time of year they will visit Switzerland, hopefully the information that we give them today will, will help them to just to decide what, what's the best time of year for them. Now, as I mentioned, spring is just around the corner in Switzerland, and and this is what's really known as the shoulder season. So it's before the the really busy summer months start, and it's also um, when daylight saving begins. So the days start to become longer, which which can be a, a real advantage when when you're travelling. What are some of the benefits that you um, you think uh, there are for visiting Switzerland during the springtime? Visiting Switzerland in spring is great if you like the mild temperatures. Um, it's ideal for hikes or cycling tours in the lower altitudes or you enjoy the last of the snow on the highest mountain slopes. It's really a wonderful contrast you can discover during the spring month. So you can be lucky you've got the last fresh snow on the mountain peaks and you go for a, for a ski trip one day, but at the same time you can do beautiful hikes in the lowlands as well. Mm, okay. And I guess with spring, obviously, the flowers are starting to bloom too. So so when the snow has cleared um, off the, the meadows and so on, there's a lot of uh, wildflowers starting to come out. The cherry blossoms in Zurich, well, in, in uh, lots of places in Switzerland. But I always, every year on Instagram, I see these amazing photos of the streets of, of Zurich lined with the, the cherry blossoms in, in full bloom. They, they just look magnificent. They do, absolutely. Um, Central Switzerland, I remember growing up, it's just beautiful around the Lake of Lucerne with all the white. It looks uh, it looks just magnificent. It's a bit like the, the purple trees. What are they called in Australia? It's a bit that season in oh, um, November. <laughs> Jacaranda. Jacarandas, exactly. It's just, it's so beautiful. Absolutely. So spring with the lush green paddocks, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing season to go and explore the outdoors. So you mentioned that um, there might still be some late snow on on the mountains, and I know that's probably a, well, it's not a concern. But sometimes people are asking me if I go in spring, am I still going to be able to see any snow? Um, a lot of visitors to Switzerland come from countries where there's no snow, so seeing it is a real highlight. So obviously, in spring, that's definitely still a possibility. Absolutely, yeah. We have snow-covered mountains all year round. For example, Mount Titlis or the Jungfraujoch, where there is always snow at the top and it's possible to snow tube even during the summer month. Yeah, excellent. So are there any special festivals or celebrations that take place in Switzerland in the springtime? Yes, we do have uh, many customs and festivals all year round. For example, the one where I grew up in Zurich, so it's close to my my heart. In Zurich, we've got a a winter official ending tradition, which is called Sachsilüte, which means that ringing of the six o'clock bells, and it's usually on the third Sunday, Monday in April. The custom dates back to the 1818, when a guild, a trade association, was first formed and held uh, nighttime processions on horseback and musical escorts. So it's it's a fun tradition. It's for the whole family. Since 1862, the Sachsen has peaked in the burning of the giant Berg. So the Berg is an 80 kilo snowman over three meters tall, which is filled filled with fireworks and set alight at 6 p.m. sharp. 
So then the head of that snowman explodes. It signals the official end of winter. So tradition has it that the quicker it explodes, the hotter and longer the summer will be. So there are many other spring customs that create a regional spectacle every year. So I, I would suggest just visit maybe myswitzerland.com and type in customs or festivals and you get a whole overview over the, the, the year what's going to be held and where. Okay, great. All right. Now, we well, probably should mention that we're not going to talk about temperatures as such when we go through the seasons because the way the climate is these days, um, <laughs> who knows what you're going to get. Um, last summer in Switzerland, July was amazingly hot. Um, I was there for the whole month and I don't think we had one one day of rain and the temperatures were really hot, which was, yeah, probably um, if we looked up the average July temperatures, they would have been well above. So we're not going to talk about temperatures as such. We're just going to give people a bit of an indication of, um, of the kind of weather they can expect. So moving on from uh, spring into summer. Now, this is one of the most popular times for people to visit Switzerland. What are some of the important things that we should know about visiting Switzerland in summer? Well, summer can get a little busier, of course, as I just said. Um, and well, what's not to love about summer, really? We take that into consideration. We have um, the long daylight hours, as you said in the very beginning, um, which extends your outdoor experience well into the night. Whether it's mountain trips, city urban excursions, cycling, swimming in the rivers and lakes and summer festivals, you can combine everything in one day as sunset is normally around 9pm. So you get the whole day and you can pack a lot in. And because Switzerland is a small country, you don't need to travel far to do a lot of different experiences in one day. That's right. And as you said, that the days are so long, you can just fit so much in um, and yeah, really, really make the most of your time. It is actually, it's a very busy time though in Switzerland, isn't it? So I think that's one thing people need to keep in mind that if they're going to the really popular, particularly like the tourist destinations, that there could be queues for activities and cable cars and things like that. Absolutely. Yes. Just um, we've got that on our homepage as well. Um, we've, you can actually check out what the visitor numbers are in certain areas. So it's worth checking um, the day before or just with the weather. You know, if it's a beautiful day, you know, the mountains are going to be busy in summer. And it's not only uh, international tourists either, because I know in the summertime, the Swiss just absolutely love to get out into the mountains and you can't blame them. So you'll find lots of Swiss locals hiking and, and getting out by the lakes and so on as well. And there's a, I remember you mentioned to me one other time when we were chatting about it, quite a, a, a fun summer tradition in Zurich, um, the Bardis. Can you tell our listeners a, a, a bit about that? Absolutely. We've got the bodies, which are um, local baths. So there's some are in the rivers. Um, in Zurich, we've got about four or five baths in the rivers. And then we've got bodies along the lake. So there are just bath areas and some have enclosures they can get changed, some have not. But really fun parties, they all, all, most of them, they've got restaurants in there and in the evenings they all turn into bars. You, during the day, it's sporty. It is you get your swim, you have your sunbag, and in the evenings you've got your cocktails, and you're just going to hang, have your feet in the water, and you sit there till ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night, and enjoy the beautiful temperatures. 
So there's not only the mountains that are cooling in uh, in summer, but the cities when you can do things like that too. That that's a, a really uh, sounds like a really fun activity. Absolutely, or the combination of both. Yeah, well, that's that's the beauty of Switzerland, <laughs> isn't it? Exactly, <laughs> such a, a compact country. You, you can include both. So, what about festivals and special activities and, and celebrations during the summer months? You'll come across Switzerland's summer festival just about everywhere in summer because it's it's peak season for the outdoors. There are music festivals in most of the city centres, but also in the mountains and on the lake shores. So it's, they're all over. They all have one thing in common, all take place outdoors and charm everyone who loves summer. For example, the Montreux Jazz Festival along the Lake of Geneva is a famous one, or the Palio in Nyon. We've got the Blue Blues Balls Festival in Lucerne, just to name a few. By the way, happy World Pride Week, everyone. We also have our rainbow festivals in Switzerland. The street parade in Zurich on the second weekend in August is not to be missed. Zurich becomes the capital of colours, 30 love mobiles, eight stages along the route, more than 200 DJs, um, live performances, as well as culinary delights, a must during the month of August, absolutely. Mm, okay. And there's one other um, big celebration that you didn't mention there, which is the Swiss National Day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, How could I, I forget was, that one? <laughs> exactly. I was very fortunate to be in Zurich last year on the 1st of August, and it was just fantastic. The atmosphere, everyone was so happy, obviously. Well, it actually fell on a Sunday, um, so it was a, it was a weekend anyway. But, yeah, it was just a, such a great atmosphere. What are some of the typical things that, well, the typical ways people celebrate Swiss National Day? Well, we always, um, well, I think that's still the case. Every council has their bonfires somewhere along the lake or on, on the farm, in a farm area. We've got the fireworks. We have our beautiful um, Swiss traditional food. We bake our uh, 1st of August buns. So there's a lot of traditional customs that comes with 1st of August. And because it's summer, we normally just um, have the Swiss barbecues outdoors and, and celebrate. Mm, yeah, the great outdoors. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's it's great that, uh, as we mentioned before, with the longer days and the warmer weather, it's it's just the perfect time to, to get out and, and enjoy the beauty of Switzerland. So after uh, summer, we move into autumn or, or fall, as our North American listeners know the season. And this is a, a particularly colourful time of year to, to visit Switzerland. Again, good old Instagram. Um, my feed is always full of beautiful autumn colours in, in Switzerland. What are your favourite things about, uh, about autumn in Switzerland? I, as you said, I love the spectacular autumn colours. It's just when you're up in the mountains, you've got the snow-capped mountains in the back and you've got the yellow, orange, green trees the front and then you've got the, the glacier lake or rivers at the bottom it, it, it's it's amazing it's so beautiful I like the, the warm balmy evenings still in September October you get and it's the perfect season to go hiking and of course there's fewer people than you have in summer the lakes the lakes are still warm enough to swim and you can get the occasional first snow in October on the highest mountains so it's for me it's the perfect combination yeah. Okay. Sounds lovely. 
So I'm guessing there's, as always in every season, there's some festivals uh, in autumn. And I know there's one that everyone wants to see at some point, and that's when the cattle get brought back down from the mountains. So can you tell our listeners who maybe don't know about that, tell them a little bit more about that and some of the other festivals that are celebrated during autumn? Sure, absolutely. So the alpine descents are always uh, always beautiful to watch. Dairy farmers will bring their beautifully decorated herds down from the mountains where they stayed all summer. They take them through the villages where the locals and visitors, of course, uh, greet them. And they celebrate with normally with farmers markets, with uh, local produce, musical entertainment and all the culinary delights. I always get asked about the, the exact date, which is always hard to tell because that's up to the farmers and the condition up in the mountains. We've got a homepage as well on myswitzerland.com or maybe, Carolyn, you've got something on your um, homepage. Just check the dates closer to in the season. They're going to they're gonna put it online. But for us, it's hard to tell in advance when they actually bring the, the kettle down. But it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's right. And often the dates are only sort of announced a, a week or so in advance. Aren't exactly. They? Yeah. So it's normally in September around there. But check it, check online for, for the exact yeah, sure. date. And of course, we've got uh, so many other festivals, but one big one is, of course, the wine festival around the whole country. We've got some bigger wine regions like the Lake Geneva region, the Valais and Ticino. But even around Zurich or Bern, we've got local wineries that they all have um, wine festivals in late September, October as well. Okay, so that definitely sounds like a, a beautiful time of year to visit. Is there anything that we need to keep in mind before um, booking an autumn or, or fall visit to Switzerland? Yep, daylight savings ends the last Sunday in October and some of the cable cars and mountain railways and the hotels in the mountains close down in November. So for, for maintenance, so that's the between season after, well, normally it's May after the, the, the ski season and November before the ski season. And, and one particular uh, scenic train, the Glacier Express stops running from mid-October until the second week of December, which um, we always get asked why they can't book um, the Glacier Express during this period. That's why they have maintenance for that period. Yeah, good. So obviously before the, the super busy winter winter season starts. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Okay. And there is a um, an article on uh, holidays to Switzerland.com that I keep as up to date as possible, uh, which has um, the closure dates of the, the, the most popular cable cars and, and mountain railways. So people can have a look at that too. So speaking of winter, for ski enthusiasts and snow bunnies, it, it's the perfect time to, to go to Switzerland. And I guess for a lot of people, that's how they imagine Switzerland as, as a ski, you know, a ski destination. So are the months of uh, December, January and February a good time to visit Switzerland if you're not into skiing or, or snow sports? Absolutely, of course. Again, the customs and traditions don't stop just because it gets colder. <laughs> At the end of November, as you said, our famous Christmas markets are back with many festive celebrations during the month of December. So we've got every every weekend and during the week, we've got um, customs and celebrations in December in particular. 
Switzerland has a lots of museums as well. So if you travel on a Swiss travel pass, for example, in Switzerland, you have more than 500 museums included in that pass. It's also the perfect time to visit the many thermal spas around the country, mm-hmm. eat fondue, drink hot chocolate. Of course. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to eating cheese and chocolate, we do that pretty much all year round. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from the from the Christmas markets, really, there's um, we've got so many events in in January as well. We've got we have the top World Cup ski classics in Switzerland, which is in Adelboden, Grand Montana, Saint Moritz, and Wengen, which probably most of of the listeners would know is the Lauberhorn Ski World Cup, which is normally held mid of January. You spent quite a few weeks in Switzerland this winter just gone and I I know you mentioned to me before that it was great to be able to just do a bit of slow travel and and really get to know your your home home country again as as a tourist. Um, So do you have any tips for our listeners who might be planning to visit Switzerland during the winter? What should they pack in the way of, you know, um, clothing and, and what, can, what can they expect in regards to things being open and, and so forth? Well, the first of all, just don't overpack, even though it's winter. It's the biggest mistake. Just take one reasonable size suitcase and that's, that's it. You don't need more. Just pack your layers. Just pack clever layers. Outside it can be very cold, hence a beanie, mittens and a scarf. It's always a must. And indoors it can be very warm and we feel it is overheated as we are not used to the overheated houses during the winter month here in Australia. So layers are the solution. As we said, we did a bit of slow travel um, and based ourselves in the lower areas, just outside of Zurich and travelled Switzerland with a flexible 15 days Swiss travel pass, which means you can choose 15 days within the period of a whole month. And as you don't need reservations in Switzerland on the trains, you can pretty much decide what you're going to do the next day. So that's what we did. We did one day, we did a cruise on Lake of Thun, followed by a stroll through our capital city in Bern. Another day we went for lunch in Lugano, which is down south in the Ticino, the Italian part of Switzerland. As the weather in the north was a little grey and Lugano had blue sky all day. So we had our um, polenta fit and gelato fit that day, which was perfect. And it only takes two and a half hours to get down to Lugano with direct train from Zurich. Another day we visited friends up in Arosa, which is in the east, in the mountains, and we had a whole day of tobogganing and came back um, in the evening in Zurich. There's so many options. You don't need to plan ahead, really. You can go up to Mount Rigi. If you decide to have a Swiss travel pass, it really gives you the freedom of, of slow travel if you have the time. And um, we felt we travelled Switzerland a sustainable way as well. Enjoyed nature up close, experienced the local culture, consumed the regional products and stayed for longer and, de- and delved deeper, which made it sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like that's perhaps something that most people are unsure of, that the trains still run, you know, to normal even during the winter. So you can still have that that flexibility and you can still travel sustainably and you've still got so many options. As you said, it's only two and a half hours from Zurich to Lugano. So you can, yeah, see what the weather's doing and and, and make a make a late decision and, and go for it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And you can even do a, a one-day ski experience if you really fancy a one-day ski. You just hop on the train, get to the ski slopes and, and rent your gear and off you go. It's, uh, it's very accessible, very convenient. Yeah, okay, great. So having just recently done that winter trip, has that sort of changed your opinion on when your your favourite time to, vi- to visit Switzerland is? Or are you still sort of leaning to one of the other seasons? <laughs> Good question. Well, we normally go uh, Christmas because, uh, of course, we still got family in Switzerland. But my, I think, um, I'm a keen skier, absolutely, growing up on skis. I think skiing is the equivalent to swimming in Australia. <laughs> but I think hiking and spending longer, a longer period of time up in the mountains, that's my passion. And I would always go back for, um, you know, like a, a three, four, five day hike or even a long distance hike during the autumn season in Switzerland, which, as I said, it's the perfect combination. You've got the first snow on top. You've got the warm lakes in the evening. You can go for a swim. And you've got these beautiful colours during the day while hiking. Can't get better than that. You've you've convinced me. That's the only season I haven't visited Switzerland. So we know what you're doing. That's right up up the top of the list now. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you. That's that's given us a great overview of the of the four seasons uh, in Switzerland. So for those folks who aren't, you know, tied to a, a particular month that they have to travel due to, to work commitments or whatever, uh, and they're still deciding what time of year they should go, well, hopefully now they've got a bit more clarity and, and know what they can expect in, in each of the seasons. So thank you very much for that. And I'll include uh, in the show notes for this episode uh, links to some of those festivals and and the places that we've mentioned so that if um, people want more information, they can click through to the myswitzerland.com website and and get more finer details about each of those things. And we need to get you to one of the um, uh, cattle descents, alpine descents in September one day. It seems you, you haven't seen do. that. <laughs> you certainly do. Yes, that, that's one of my bucket list uh, uh, experiences. <laughs> and in uh, in the Facebook groups, Switzerland Travel Planning Facebook group, it is such a, a common question. When when can we see, where and when can we see the cattle descent? And like all those people, I, I want to see that too. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you so much, Birgit. It's been wonderful chatting to you again. And yeah, we better not leave it so long between episodes when we have you back again. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Carolyn. As always, it's great talking with you about everything Swiss. Thanks, Birgit. Thank you. Has that given you a bit more clarity over when you should visit Switzerland? There are definitely advantages to visiting in every season. For long daylight hours and lots of outdoor festivals, summer is the season for you. If you'd prefer to travel when there are fewer tourists, the shoulder seasons of spring or autumn or fall are ideal. And if it's the ski slopes, the Christmas markets or those winter wonderland scenes that are calling you, then winter is the best time for you to visit Switzerland. Now, if you've decided that spring or perhaps fall is the season that you'd like to head to Switzerland, well, you may be wondering when exactly is spring or fall in Switzerland? And is it at the same time of year as where you live? Switzerland is in the Northern Hemisphere, so its seasons are at the same time of year as North America. So for instance, summer covers the months of June, July and August. Autumn or fall is in September, October and November. The winter months are December, January and February. 
and March, April and May are the months of spring. If you're still trying to decide what time of year to visit Switzerland, there are some useful resources on our website that might help you to make that all-important decision. I'll include links to these articles and previous podcast episodes in the show notes for this episode, along with links to the festivals that Birgit mentioned today. You'll find the show notes at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 67. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to bringing you more practical tips and Swiss travel inspiration in the next episode. Until then, tschüss. If you'd like more great resources to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland, there are lots of ways to connect with us. Visit our website, holidaystoswitzerland.com, sign up for our monthly newsletter, or join our friendly, helpful community of past and future travellers in our Switzerland travel planning group. You'll also find the links to connect with us in the show notes for this episode. Show notes and a list of all previous episodes are available at holidaystoswitzerland.com slash podcast. Don't miss out on your fortnightly dose of Swiss travel inspo. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating. That's all for this edition of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Thanks for joining us and happy travel planning.